0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these Go To 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Greg Dutcher. Greg, what's going on, man? Dude, still standing. Yeah? Still standing. And it's January. It's January. We are are into the new year. We had our New Year's podcast last week, and we are now officially into the throes of 2024.
1: I enjoyed it, dude. Uh, That was a really nice kickoff conversation for the new year, and I'll try to resist my countdown to when pitchers and catchers report. That's right. Uh, I think it's like the end of February pitchers and catchers, and then the team comes in just shortly after that. But I, I can get, I can get through January. Yeah, and we're
0: still, we're still hopeful that we get some of that good old snow here. If we, yes. if we get that really good snowstorm, that'll help break up the time. And
1: remember, back in the fall, they were saying we're supposed to get it. I know, for, I know. You know, all those scientific uh, things like the Farmer's Almanac uh Those accurate measurements That's of right. uh, cows laying pressure. down, exactly, and
0: moon standing up, and whatever yes. else
1: goes on. Yes, we. Uh, w- I would like it when um, back in November. Uh, you know, we took a trip with uh, our friends the Perrys up to Cooperstown, and it was a really nice uh, thing. And they said there, I mean, pretty much from Thanksgiving to March, there's yeah. snow on the ground, and you know, oh. dude, from. Your New Hampshire days, which is, which is even further
0: north. Miss it, yeah. Uh,
1: so you know, we'll see. It it would be nice. I always like, just give me the one storm shuts everything down. Don't want anybody hurt, mm-hmm. anybody in any uh, jeopardy. But just the storm shuts things down. I know there's some people that you know, if you're a doctor or a nurse, you're you're out there. If yeah, you're, you're still first responder. Yeah, you're out there. That's part of the deal. But uh, a large number of people that can kind of settle in. Yeah, you know, just enjoy the the sights. Let's let's hope that happens.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, in January, Greg, you and I were talking about this, and we were kind of thinking through uh, some of the topics. You know, if you're just joining us new for the first time, or maybe you haven't caught on to it yet, but we we try to do uh, our our podcast by monthly topics. Yeah. We Pick a topic for the month and all right, we got we got four or five Tuesdays. What are we going to do in here? Can we can we pull four or five things out of this topic and and do, you know, again, four or five 45 minute to an hour episodes. Yeah um and and you and i started talking about this one and initially we were like well what what can we do how can we do this and we decided yeah we can and and that is really the sunday service yeah what do we do with that and i don't i don't mean like you know what do we do in terms of what do we do when we show up but how do we prepare ourselves for service because I think, and we, we are going to talk about this, Greg, how do you prepare? Um, how do you prepare for for the service and, and the series that you're going to be doing? But also, how do we, as the congregation, prepare ourselves? Because I think, if I'm right, and I usually am... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I noticed you said that when joy is nowhere to that's be found. Right, that's well, right. Let me text her.
1: <laughs> Keep going. I'll, I'm going to see if you'll confirm. Well, I don't need to. I know what she's going to say.
0: Um, that... Sunday is it's kind of the buildup right yeah. this is the culmination where we come together oh. as 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 the church as the body of Christ and but but what more is there because you know I think okay we've got Bible studies throughout the week we've got youth group throughout the week but really the connection to the people and the message really should go beyond just this one day yeah. And so today, we are going to focus in on preparation. Yeah. So Greg, what do you do to prepare? And then what are your suggestions for what we as the congregation should be doing to prepare? And then we will do during the service, right? Greg, what's going through your mind during the service? What should we be thinking during the service? And how should we be uh, interacting with this during the service, interacting with what you're saying? And then what do we do after as we're leading into... You know, coming out of one and leading into another again. So, yeah. this is kind of where we're headed in January, uh, just to give everybody a little preview. But, but let's start with the preparation. Yeah, uh, Greg, take it away. Either take it. You know, start with. Hey, this is what you're doing to prepare. Start with what we should do. You know, we've got two things going on here. Sure, I think we'll find that they're not necessarily mutually exclusive.
1: Agreed, a hundred percent, dude. They're they're not. In fact, they or they shouldn't be. I uh, I would say, dude, for me, uh, when I'm walking from what we call the green room mm-hmm. to the stage to preach uh, or the platform <laughs> for our friend Zach Barlow's, if it sounds too showy. Um, because uh, yeah, I know he always laughs when I say the stage. Right. Of course, it is a stage. You know right. when I look, I'm like, well, it's an auditorium. So, but platform, pulpit would be a traditional term. But I don't really have a pulpit per se. No, I think
0: Greg, I think Matt, uh, Matt when he preaches has more of a pulpit than you. He do, does. He has a
1: table. He's got what he calls the Louis table. I think That's it's right. the Louis Giglio table that uh, that he used. Um, so when I'm walking from the green room to there, yeah. I'm usually downloading a sermon from the internet that I can, Oh, dude, was I, was I not supposed to say that?
0: Fading into your ear. Yeah. Then just... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: dude, yeah, I was, I was thinking how to do some stupid joke. Like I always do. And I, I could have done that one. The I, the one I just did, or I could have just said, well, dude, it's like Lionel Richie. So I'm easy, easy like Sunday morning. Um, yeah, Sunday morning is not easy. Right. Uh, that it would be nice, Lionel. Uh, I, I, It's a song. I love that song. I can never relate to it uh, because Sunday morning never feels easy. But, um, yeah, dude, I live and die by the Sundays. You know, you've heard me say this. The kids are always intrigued. They'll throw me a date. Yep. And I say, give me a minute. Uh, or, you know, when's it going to be and how many – and I can always get there by the Sundays. yeah. I, generally know the Sundays uh, coming up, Uh, sometimes like this year, a leap year might throw me off a little, Right, I forget to add that 29th day in. Um, Yeah, let me start with the congregation, dude. I mean, okay, we are starting, um, not really starting, we're resuming a series we did last year with a much longer break than I intended. No regrets. I'm very... Happy with what we focused on. Yep. Um, going into Easter and through the summer. And then and my initial thought was in the fall, right. we'll probably resume with Mark's Gospel. Yep. Mark's Gospel, of, of course, is four, 14, 16 chapters. Yep. So we've divided it into uh, quarters, uh, four chapters at a time. So we did the first four chapters, and I think right around Easter, it stopped. Um, and yep. said we'll pick it up. Well, we're actually going to pick it up a little later than intended. Yes, uh, right.
0: And in fairness, now. for good reasons, right? We had a 20th anniversary celebration. Absolutely. that we, we really wanted to celebrate God's goodness in the church yes. and invite others to to join us in that. And yeah. so,
1: yeah, and so as you know, I, I know Matt kind of outed it right before Thanksgiving this past year. Really, from the end of June all the way through Thanksgiving, we we essentially did a series on. Our values, yeah, but this illustrates what I'm saying. Our values mean nothing unless they they come from Scripture, right? Right. So I mean, we could say, "Oh, well, we've got values of this and that." Right. And that. Oh, let's find a verse to tack it on. So it was a good challenge for us. Do our values really come from Scripture? And it was so uh, encouraging. I know for us preaching it, and I hope for those listening to it that. You know, we we didn't really reveal to the very end, hey, this was really a church values. Right. We talked about things like serving is a privilege, not an obligation. We talked about uh, Jesus is our lead story, the gospel central to all of life. Some of the things we talk about, um, you know, uh, uh, extravagant generosity is a lifestyle of worship. You kind of go all the way through and then you're like, by the way, these are our values, but the scriptures come first. Yes. So we are resuming our study in Mark. So, the congregation do, can pretty much know for the next several months yeah. where we're going to be. Yep. Like I'm just now starting Mark chapter five. Yep. Uh, you know, with residency uh, 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 behind me, start Mark chapter five with a pretty significant passage. So, if you are here on a given Sunday, or you look back, oh, what did Greg uh, preach on last week? Uh, you you have a pretty good idea what's coming. And when you have that idea, I think, um, the the mo- I, dude, there's no secret. It's not like, oh, don't look at it. Wait, right, wait. right, Go ahead and read. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> so what will Jesus do next week? I want you to know what Jesus does next week because Jesus says several times in the gospel, be careful how you listen. Mm. And I actually, the, the parable of the seeds and the soil in many ways are about listening Mm. what is true listening and it's listening by faith and it's it's uh taking in the deep root as it were uh, of the word that will produce a bumper crop so i think the congregation first thing i'd say dude is when you know what's coming and when you're in a series in a book like we are you should know yeah um or from time to time it hasn't happened too much i'll have somebody text me hey greg give me a heads up like what, mm-hmm. like you know, do you know what you're preaching this week or Matt's preaching or what's mm-hmm. coming up next? I think reading it ahead of time mm-hmm. it doesn't ruin anything. I right. think it'll make the listening experience richer. yeah I've read this I've already begun to think about it mm-hmm. and process it. Now I'll get to hear a sermon on it. Dude, we know from um, just everyday life if you ever read a book yeah and they, oh they're making a movie about this book I loved you you, you really go into the movie right uh, with a sense of anticipation yeah right I'm not saying a sermon is a movie right but it's another angle yes. on what you've read is what I'm trying to emphasize yeah. So I think just the congregation reading ahead of time mm-hmm. uh, I think makes us better listeners because I we have this idea that listening is spectating right but it's not I think listening is participating yeah because there's a, a we're saying God is speaking through his word yes. And he's bringing us closer to him. Yeah, uh, that doesn't happen in a stadium. I just watch right. it from where I'm. But when the the purpose of that preaching is to bring our hearts, our minds closer to him. Yeah, to uh, deepen our faith, to produce these things in us, and yeah. change. I think just starting there. There's other things I could say too. Yeah. Um, but I'll stop blabbing there, Nathan, and let you keep guiding me.
0: Yeah. No. And I think I think there's a couple. You know, you mentioned that. I mean, I think there's a couple other things. I know I've done this in the past. I've looked. I, I've even come and talked to you. Hey, Greg. What what commentary are you using as oh, you're, yeah. as you're going through? Because again, like this is part of the process. Like yeah. um, one of the things that I. Uh, I enjoy about the way you do your preaching is you go through and you dive into the text first, then you go back and do your research. Not, I mean, I don't mean, you know, your actual reason, but, but you go back and you look at what others say about it after, right? Because you want to, you want to compare, like you want to do your own original thinking through this. And if scripture is the word of God and the, the reality is, uh, you know unfortunately there are many interpretations of verses but the reality is there there shouldn't be yeah there should be one interpretation many applications right. but one interpretation and so going back okay was i was i on on this interpretation and then you go back and you look through that and so for me i know it's helpful to Hey, what, what what commentaries are you using through this? Yeah, um, and and working through these things your, yourself again, then sitting and 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 listening to, okay, now what what is Greg going to say about this? What did he turn up in his study through this? Because while I might look through the one main commentary you're looking through, you're looking through several, yeah, and you're looking at several references and resources you're, you're paid to do that. I don't have the time to do that, but I still want to be following along and saying, okay, where, where could he be going with this? Like, what, what is this? Because many times I've found that again, for me personally, the, the traditions that I've grown up in, in the church. I, I have some very different thoughts because that's what I've been taught on what sure. verses say, and so listening to something that I've not heard before yeah. is always is always good. And seeing how, oh right, I, I never I never thought about that,
1: dude. You're, what you're saying prompts me to think uh, the the relationship between the the preacher and the preached to. Yeah. Um, is an important one because one, I love to answer the question, hey what sources and commentaries are yeah. you using? Because uh, occasionally uh, I have people uh, that through the years have um, ordered you yeah. know, a commentary. So, oh, I just like, oh absolutely, believe me, they're not my secret tool. <laughs> right. Like you said, I, the church wonderfully pays me and lets me devote time. To study and to read, uh, which probably a lot of people would love to do, and they just they can't. They've right. got to work and you know support a family and uh, and all that. And sometimes I think, boy, what, what a great privilege to sit here and study and pray. Uh, but uh, also the congregation praying, I welcome mm. this. Pray, I rightly understand. Yeah. Pray that because dude, just you said it. Me too. I bring my own baggage to it. Yeah. I bring my baggage to the text. You, you. I think we're here, Nathan. You remember I preached to my own embarrassment for a long time on the Day of Atonement. The high priest had a rope tied yeah. around his waist <laughs> so that if he dropped dead in the Holy of Holies, uh, the other priests could pull him out without endangering themselves. Yes, by going back in there, and uh, that's not anywhere in scripture. Right, it's in the tradition. Uh, but it's nowhere in scripture. In fact, I don't even think it surfaces in Jewish tradition to almost a thousand A.D. Mm. So maybe it's something, right. but I I'm not even so sure. So again, your preacher will get things wrong. That's yeah. what he does. Uh, uh, you know, we we do so to pray. Yeah, and I'm not sure. And I'm not saying this to guilt anybody. I'm not sure how often. And I can put myself, uh, when I hear somebody else, pray, boy, have I prayed for them? That they, especially in the church setting where you know your pastor is doing that. It's a Tuesday, right. and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to hear have church this week. Uh, I I don't know a pastor that doesn't welcome that. Right. The prayers of the congregation. For me, dude, in my own prep, I'm glad you did say that, because I should probably say a word about that. I, I normally read the passage and... Yeah kind of had to catch my thought there Nathan. Yeah. I normally <laughs> No, I normally read the passage a lot without any commentary, any help, particularly in the gospel of Mark. You know, it's a pure narrative. Yeah. And I feel like my goal is I really need to understand the the story. Yep. The gospels are pretty easy to follow because Usually, the chapter and sort of subtitle breakdowns, I, I don't always find them as helpful in a letter, yeah, because it's a lot more subjective about where maybe Paul or Peter break their thought. Yeah, uh, usually it's it's good, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I think it actually extends here. In a narrative, it's a lot easier to spot. Mm. It's yeah. I think the formal word is a pericope. Uh, often a, a, a fancy word for a story, mm-hmm. or there's a teaching element. Uh, so I sort of know its parameters from the beginning. Now my goal is to just understand it. Mm. So I will read the passage a lot, usually at the beginning of the week, yeah. um, you know, on Monday. Uh, often what I'll do too is I listen on my Bible app, yep. and I listen to it a lot. Because my goal there isn't really to make an observation. Sure. Um, <clears throat> i'll get there <clears throat> pardon me or to note an insight i just really want to understand it yeah and i always feel like boy i, I want to know this story so i don't get anything wrong i don't yeah. have any any uh, doubts and you know because if i if i dude if i shoot from the hip do you remember when we recorded our christmas passage <laughs> yeah we were talking about the rahab yeah. and I was saying, Joshua Cabe, look, wait a minute, Greg, wasn't that the first run through? We have these unnamed spies. I said, yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, because when you shoot from the hip, right, you can get things muddled, you can get details yeah. wrong. So I really want to have my first goal was always familiarity. Yeah, you know, I just want to read it, understand it enough. Now I will admit, with a book like Mark, which I have read many times, I've preached before and taught before in several settings. Uh, I know it fairly well. yeah, I'm not saying, oh, yeah. I'm an expert on every any every passage, not at all. but I I do, maybe don't need to do that as much. Sure. When I've taught Old Testament narrative back in the day when I did the series on Joshua and Judges, I read those passages a lot. yeah, because many of them are less familiar. yes, and I just thought I want to make sure I understand. So I'm not building something. And then when he's traveling, actually, he's not traveling. right? Oh, this is just somebody with the same name. I mean, honestly, these things happen. Yeah. So familiarity um, is really important. Yeah. Not something that I want to take for granted. So that's usually where I start. Yeah. And then um, it changes depending on the, the sermon. Again, if I know it fairly well, it might be the same day. The next thing I normally do, Nathan, is I just start writing observations. Okay. Or a lot of times I'll voice them yep. uh, in my notes app. Um, and I could show you that sometime. It's just, you know, some of it's soupy. Sure, um, sure. It's not super clean. <clears throat> but I find then I'm entering a stage where I'm critically thinking about yeah. the text. Yeah. Just what things stand out. Um Sometimes it's just, boy, this word is used a lot. Right. Uh, light, uh, faith, repent. Um, you know, I'll see it a lot in a passage. Prayer. Boy, this is used a lot. Probably don't have to be a rocket scientist right. to know this is pretty important. Yeah. And once I've got that down, is when I start kind of shaping. And I, yeah. I start, it's almost detective work. I, I always look for what's what I call in my preaching. The takeaway thought. Yes, in in it's a little different on the prep end. The term I was taught uh, by Doctor Zimmerman, who taught most of my preaching classes at seminary, I never forgot was the C I T. What's your central interpretive theme? Mm. What's holding this passage together? Yep. Um. Wh- which is often like asking, why is Mark including this here? Yeah. What's he putting? You're dealing with authorial intent. And then I'm at least feeling like I'm getting, I think, to the heart of what needs to be addressed because I do think the preacher or teacher, I love John Stott's illustration, you know, the the guy working in a five star Manhattan restaurant with a well known chef in the back. Yeah. Nobody wants that server to do anything with the dish (laughs) other than serve it. Can huh. you imagine if you're a waiter yeah. in, in that restaurant and you go, just so you know, um, I scraped off some of the rice pilaf and I grabbed another dish and I I took some of the garlic mashed potatoes and mixed them in. I thought that would be an, like you're gone. Right. Like the chef is why people are there. Right. You're just the, and it really is, it's a helpful illustration for me. I love what Stott said that you start moving things around on the plate, you start getting really cute. mm mm-hmm. Oh, this would be a neat aspect. You really just want to find out what's the main point. Yes. Uh, I'm not saying there's no sub points. Right. There might be 30. Yeah. But those sub points should be subsumed, you, uh, just all underneath yeah. the main point. Yeah. Because it's it's here for a reason. So that that's my starting point. Yeah. I'm sorry. I gave a lot of gobbledygook there but no
0: i mean and that's and that's great because i think it it helps to it helps to understand that that takeaway thought that main point that you're putting out there for us as the congregation to see yeah this is the point of the text yes everything is here this isn't just like a tack on that's coming into the end, so that I can put everything up in a bow to deliver it. It's no, no, no. This is the whole thing. So if you've if you've missed everything that I've said from right. the beginning until this point, know that what I've been talking about here it is uh,
1: absolutely, dude. And and the the takeaway thought um, is I always it's the main thrust of the text. Sometimes because it's a takeaway maybe with a, a slight bent towards application sure. that might relate to, it could be a hundred things, where the church is in this season. Yeah. Times where we've had a, a, a death in in the church. Yeah. And there's a heaviness that the church is going to. And, you know, the, this text and a little bit of how can it speak. And as you know, Nathan, I'm not, I struggle with application a lot. Sure, sure. Um, and I, that's kind of further in, in into the process. But I... Obviously, I do still hold some old school thoughts that I think the Holy Spirit is far able, far more capable of applying scripture to people's hearts than I am Right. with a pithy statement or illustration, Right. but it doesn't mean you shouldn't make some effort to work at it. But yeah, the the takeaway is, uh, hopefully people can say, yeah, I see that takeaway in this text. If they don't, or it feels forced, and I'm more than capable of that. As a fallen sinful human being, it probably means that, oh man, I had an idea. Oh, this text probably supports it. Yeah, and that's very different. Yeah, you know, you want to be the, the servant of the text, not the right. other way around. right. Um, so that's that's my beginning process, and then there's other things with commentaries and, and mm-hmm. ordering things. I do tend to think, although I don't show it this way anymore, it's just so drilled in my head, dude. The three point, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of outline, um, yeah. But uh, but really under one main point, right? And sometimes you'll know, Nathan. I'll, I'll do the takeaway thought at the beginning and the end, yep. Uh, because I just say, look. I, sometimes it can be very effective to build and almost reveal the take. Oh, that was there. Yeah. Wow, that's a, sometimes I'm like, look. Here's the point. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll show you that this is the point. Yes. If I'm true to the text, I'll be able to do that. Yes. Or if you're paying attention to the text as you should, you'll see that man, he forced that one in there. Yeah. He shoehorned that point. I don't see that anywhere in here. yeah Um and of course preachers can can do that all the time.
0: Yep. Well, and you know, as you know, I do the the messages for the youth group here. And yes. so I I try to model them somewhat similar so there's a consistency as yeah. they're uh some of our students um they they only come for youth groups some of them True. are here for both youth group and church service but regardless i want them to see that there's a consistency and for them i do the takeaway both before and after i do bookend it because i i do want them to know going in i like it all right guys this is what i want you to look for yep right adults you can be more cryptic sometimes like let's let's wait till we get to the end yep. before before you can see it but but the the students i want you to see this up front and i want you to be looking for it so as i'm going through scripture and as i'm talking about these passages and i'm I'm telling you know these stories or giving you these quotes you can see the thread all throughout so that then you see it again at the end yes. oh right yeah that's why he said that that's why he yeah. mentioned that
1: Dude, I couldn't agree more. I, I with youth, you're right. It's so important, particularly. Let's be honest, dude. Uh, the the students that you're t- you're teaching and reaching, they are <clears throat> a lot more than when we were their age. I mean, yeah. we were inundated, sure. TV, uh, songs, CDs, radio, etc. But we did not have these little uh, rectangular no. uh, things that are perpetually in our hands, as they are now for adults or orchids, where they are bombarded. Yeah. And I think uh, I heard that quote years ago that uh, we are uh, we are drowning in information, mm-hmm. yet starving for the truth. Right. Um, and so to put the truth, which when we're so confident when we're doing Scripture, yes, so that we know cutting through all this muck and mire and all this person's opinion, that person's opinion. Here is God's Word, yeah, authoritative eternal Word, and we put that forth. I think for a younger person today to have that very clearly spelled out. And, dude, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, 10-cent theological words. I'm sure no. you know. Hey guys, you know, tonight you know, I want you to see God wants us to trust him. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And you yeah. kind of start. That's what we're going to So let's look at yeah. the story. Yeah. And let's look at this text. You yeah. see how God is, in, you know, he wants us to put our trust yeah. in him. And then you reinforce it at the end. Oh, I yeah. think that's so, so important.
0: Yeah, I mean the the other. So we're we're working our way through this series called Shape, right? Yeah. Spiritual gifts, um, heart, heart uh, abilities, uh, personality, and experience. Yeah. And we were talking about um, we were talking about, and one of the points uh, takeaways was you were created. Uh, <clears throat> I need to remember how I phrased it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were created with purpose. Yep. And for a purpose, yeah. And that was it. You were created with purpose and for a purpose. That's and correct. so, talking about Christ created you, God the Father created you, and and they created you intentionally. Yeah, you were not created by accident. Doesn't matter what mom and dad said. You were not created by right. accident. Right. Um, you were created with a purpose. There is a plan for you, and you were created for a purpose. Yeah. You have a design that you are created to fulfill. Yeah. And so just again very simply you were created with purpose and you were created for purpose and then walking them through well okay what is what does that mean how do you know that and then walking them through scripture this is what god says about you yeah um and that that becomes so so key and critical like you said to to know your audience right yeah. who am i addressing well right now i'm addressing predominantly middle schoolers yeah. and uh that's that's actually been an interesting dynamic because uh we we actually we have a few uh ladies uh who are in high school mm-hmm. and we have one or two gentlemen who yeah. are in high school
1: predominantly rest, middle school, predominantly yep, yeah sure. i mean
0: I, I would say 20 or so middle schoolers yeah where before we might have been more evenly split and yep. I might have been talking more predominantly to the high schoolers yeah. and then kind of let the small group leaders take it where they need to go. Now it's, I, I, I've got to keep this directed more toward those middle schoolers. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, what you're <coughs> saying, dude, is a huge part of preparation. Mm. Um, and you could put that on the congregation, the listener, or the, that, oh, I mean, from the congregational uh the congregation's perspective in prepping for, you know, uh, the sermon, if you think of a Sunday morning um, church service, you know, you're praying ahead of time thinking about, Lord, who are you going to bring Sunday? Yes. Would you give what they yes. need? And you might have faces that come to your mind. Um, you yeah, know, you can put yourself, what do I need, right? Because we can talk more about this with the execution of preaching uh, in, in a future uh our future, you know, uh, a sequence here. But, yeah, there is that classic, you know, you ever hear a sermon and you think, oh, so-and-so needs to hear this. Mm -hmm. Like that's usually a sign of the uh, self-righteousness in my ear. Yeah, I don't need to hear this. I don't struggle, but they really struggle (laughs) with this. Uh, You know, but we can say, what do all of us need? But, oh, absolutely, dude. But in this, I go, this is a Matt Smith shout-out. It's really a Rocky shout-out. <laughs> I used to attribute this to, um, oh, I have to ask Matt. I used to attribute this to Mickey okay. in the Rocky movies, but it's either Duke, who was actually Apollo Creed's manager, who became Rocky's after Creed died, or it may be Pauly. Okay. Oh, why can't I remember? But when Rocky said, man, I see three guys out there, <laughs> hit the one in the middle. Right. Okay. Yeah. I kind of said it like Mickey, but you know, hit the one in the middle. I often think, dude, when I'm looking at a sermon and it's starting to take shape, mm-hmm. um, that's actually help for me. Hit the one in the middle. Yeah. There should be something in there that can serve and maybe stimulate the thinking of the veteran Christian yep. who's been a believer for years, who's heard countless sermons, who knows the scriptures quite well. Um, and there should be something for the person who is brand new, mm-hmm. very young. Um, <clears throat> I think there should be something to recognize, and again, in the spirit of assuming they're in the room, yeah. the outside person who doesn't understand, and something for the growing. So honestly, it can drive you crazy. Yeah. So the hit the one in the middle is my way of saying, I'm hoping and praying there's something for everybody yeah. here. That I can reach the most, and sometimes that's kind of through the sermon. Yep. Hey, I'm going to talk about this part that, my, but I, I'm even mindful. I, I recognize this part's a little advanced. Mm-hmm. This might better serve the veteran who's been at it a while and kind of help them think through an issue. Yeah. But I better in those moments call attention to the younger person. Hey, if you're a little lost in this moment, hold on with me here. Yeah, I want to address this just so. Everybody can kind of stay connected. Um, but, yeah, that's something that I keep in mind. Matt Smith has a great uh, story on this, dude. He, he told me years ago he had a sermon. It was all ready to go. I think he says he's at, like, a, a Starbucks or a double tea diner one night, and he's just kind of putting the finishing touches. And while he's waiting for the bill, he hears just little smatterings of conversations around him. yeah. And what people are talking about. Matt said, he looked at his notes and he said, this has nothing to do with anything people are thinking, talking about. And it's not that he, he changed the sermon, right. but maybe changed a little bit of, he did a little more work on the exegesis of people. Yeah. The exposition of people in addition to, because you've done the hard work of the exposition yeah. of the text. Yeah. But how will this speak to people right now and what they're thinking about, what matters? So I think that's a very helpful reminder. Yeah. Uh, And the last thing, dude, as you know, dude, and and I I do the the commentaries. Yes. That's always the last thing I do um, in terms of the final step of like the prep. (laughs) Yeah. And I used to do more quotes. You've noticed I don't do quite as many quotes as I used yeah, to. Yeah. Lisa always thought I maybe died the death of too many quotes. Yeah. Where the one time I remember she said, How many quotes did you have today? I said, Like scripture? She goes, No, not scripture. <laughs> I mean she asked Lewis. I said, and said I look back and said, Oh, I had nine and she goes, That's a lot.
0: Considering your slides are what? 12 (laughs) exactly yeah i have 12 slides and nine c.s lewis quotes
1: it's probably a sign that i've I've and you know part of that is excitement yeah yeah goodness what a great quote yeah and those guys do say it better than i can say it you know and i I don't you know even hesitate to admit that so sometimes uh the hard decision is sharing or eliminating things that oh you'd like to share um but the, the other thing, dude, with, with the commentators, and this isn't as much Lewis, who's more of an illustrator. Sure. But like the guys I read, like uh, yeah, William Lane, my Mark commentaries, William Lane, James Edwards, uh, some of these uh, guys that I read, um, where they help me the most. Mm-hmm. See, if I go to them too quickly, yeah, then I'm not doing the work. Right. And I don't want their perspective. Right. Right. What I have found, the the more I keep at it and the more I grow, it's actually very affirming because I'm like, okay, I see this word repeated here a lot. Yeah. I follow the flow of the text, follow the logic of the text. Then when I go to the commentaries, when I've done all that, it's very reassuring when you see essentially what you've discovered. Yes. Repeated. Now, they might say it better. They'll have some other insights. Or this happened. It doesn't happen as much now. I'm not saying that in any braggy way. I think it's just a healthy growth way. When I was younger and in my 20s in preaching, there were times I'm like, "Uh oh, why do th- three commentaries keep?" Point- I haven't seen it, and sometimes I think I've missed something. Yeah, and I look and I look back. Yeah, it, boy. How did I miss that? Yeah. You know, and that's, I think, the best role the commentators play for yes. me. Yes. They kind of either reinforce, hopefully, something that I've found, and it's it's very reassuring. Sure. Because, dude, I will say this. Preaching and prep, you know this, it's very lonely sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It is weirdly lonely. Yeah. Because you're sitting there, and it can be a real occasion for self-doubt. Yep. Um, So the commentators are like friends who come yes. along, you know, and many of them are Long gone, right. but their words are still there in their their books. Yeah. And I read it and I think, okay, James Edwards, who I think is a really, got a great commentary on Mark. Um, oh, boy, this is good. Yeah, he's, he's, they tend to say it better. They tend to have a little more uh, nuance to their points. Um, and then I think, you know, I'm going to pick up this quote. It's so good. Yep. Here's a great quote I'm going to drop in here. I think it really reinforces the point. Yeah. So that's kind of how I, I go about my plan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, and I, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking about that, um, you know, prepping for prepping for youth group. Um, I don't do that because I don't have the time, right? Often I'm coming in on a Tuesday, an hour or two beforehand. And so we actually, we use a, I'm not going to say it's a great curriculum, but we use a good curriculum yeah. and it, it is gospel light. And so a lot yeah. of what I'm doing is I'm taking what they've done and I'm I'm making it more personal okay yep. so this is a story that they're using to illustrate here's my relational story that yep. I can use um, this is their takeaway thought uh, that has more to do with you and your actions so let's change that because the reality is uh, Christ has already done this. Yeah. And so, you know, just, but, but the base and the outline is, is what we use it for. It yeah. ha, it's a good outline to come in and sit down. And again, two hours before youth group, I can sit down and I can go ahead and take that outline and, and have something that's presentable to the students, um, You know, so yeah, just I I could completely understand the idea of going in because even then, if you go into it, right, you're almost going into it with their voice and not yours.
1: So true. It's so true. And, dude, some of that just happens naturally because mm-hmm. I've heard enough sermons like you have, like we all have. So I've got voices in my head yeah. you know, that I'm already taking. Yes. So in one sense, I'm acknowledging, all the, Lord, I'm, I'm already pre-influenced, right. and he knows that for well. And some of that is good. Yeah. Right? You had a good teacher in the past. Jesus said the student shall be like his teacher. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of that is good. But I'm always just—it's a not a a navel-gazing preoccupation. That's not what you're going for. Right. I would think of it as more of a healthy self suspicion. Yeah, Lord help help me not just coast on something that I'm I'm so confident in. Right. But I will say, dude, no, I think for for teaching youth, yeah, this is a, no way to demean youth to yeah if you have time dude which most guys don't that like you working full time right. oh let me check a few commentaries right no but typically when you're talking to youth yeah. you, you're you're not going to go into the level of depth that no. I might on a Sunday morning no. talking to
0: adults you're going to pull a passage and you're going to talk generally about that how that passage again it, hopefully if if you're gospel focused you're going to be focusing on where is Christ here in this passage yes. and that's what you want to show you constantly want to point them back to Jesus over and over and over again and it yes. doesn't matter what you're talking about right so even when we're talking about um the the these gifts in this shape curriculum right the way the shape curriculum is designed to be laid out a it's probably better used and suited for high school students sure um and and b it's for people who are more introspective and thought provoking yeah that's not middle schoolers yes um and so being able to to point them back and say again you were created with a purpose and for a purpose yes you were you know you have if you are a follower of jesus you have a spiritual gift yep right everyone can relate to the fact that that god has given different people different talents and abilities yes and so just very general basic things to keep pointing them back to who are you what is your identity because that's what every middle schooler struggles with
1: absolutely dude that's key that's again knowing your audience too. yeah it really is uh, important one example as we wrap up here can i get yeah. this one in yeah absolutely a youth speaker years ago i didn't hear this but a friend of mine told me this who probably had a wonderful hard to reach kids. This is a, cl- a classic example of saying something that is true but proving it in the wrong place. Yeah. Right? This we talked about this dude, uh, you know, we years ago we did one on the popular Jeremiah what 2911. Yeah. I think most people the application to make of that is in general scripturally true. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of like a Romans 828 all things work together for good. I know the plans that I have for you. Right. So I say, yeah, you, you got the right truth in general, but that's not what that verse means. Right. Uh, this is coming out of a 70 year Babylonian exile. Right. <clears throat> the plans are not for, we just tend to think very 21st century, comfortable, yeah. suburban American plans. That's not that verse. Right. Um, but this is a classic example of this. Uh, it was a youth leader. I don't know if it was Youth for Christ, Young Life. Uh, well-intentioned person who was preaching on the encounter of Jesus and the demoniac, uh, the garrison, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. legion-infested man, which I restarted or it will mark five with. Um, and the whole point of the message that he gave at this youth rally is, everybody, let's look. What does Jesus ask the man? He says, what is your name? And his whole point of the message was, Jesus wants to know you by name. What? 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 Right. <laughs> I would say, yes, he does. Yeah. Not from this text. Right. This text has nothing to do with that. First of all, he's asking the demon right. to identify his name right. because he's going to do a power encounter right. <laughs> and set this man free. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it's just a thing where, again, My guess is this guy with a great heart for kids wants to introduce kids to Jesus. And he's, you know, again, so I don't even know him. I just heard the story. And uh, I just thought, wow. There's a lot of preaching like that where the cart goes before the horse. Yeah. Oh, oh, here's a text where Jesus asked somebody their name. You got to look at that closely. (laughs) I I think you're missing the key point of the passage. The passage ultimately is going to show the son of God's authority and power over the forces of darkness. Yeah. That's what, if you're going to use that passage, you should be talking to those students about. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find another passage that's a, a little more intimate uh, right. in terms of Jesus getting to, to, to know someone, you know, you could do one of the calling callings of the disciples. Yep. There's other places to go to.
0: I mean, Jeremiah. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, I knew you, yeah. your I knew you yeah.
1: in your mother's womb. There, exactly. There, there's places where that truth is really clearly taught. Yeah, clearly at the heart of the story. And we want to let Scripture speak, not force Scripture to dance for us. Right. So I think that the this whole conversation, it's been good for me, Nathan. Yeah. Because you know what's weird? I'm at a point now, I don't think about my own prep. Yeah. Like, honestly, you're forcing me to think about it. <laughs> uh, it's kind of the old uh, conscious competence, unconscious competence. Yep. Eventually, you do it long enough. You you don't really think about what you're doing. You're just doing it. Yeah. But it is, it's good for me even to think, oh, yeah, that, the why matters nice and so it's been helpful
0: that's great man i'm glad glad we were able to do this looking forward to next week when we're talking about the actual uh in service like what 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 do we do what are you doing right because even though you're up there speaking i know there's a million things going through your mind no Um, my adhd
1: brain Dude, I'm single Breaking focused. Bad being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, um, among many things.
0: But, but how can we actively during the service be listening to you? And I'm looking forward to talking about that. But my friend, we are done. And so yes. until the next time, we just rock the CASPA. Thank you again for listening to These Go to 11, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane, and you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These Go to 11.